Jesus, Lord. There is no one like you. You are worthy, Lord. Worthy to be praised. I just believe that the Lord is saying that He is here and His heart is wide open. But He's saying that your affections are restricted. And He says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He says, you are the temple of God. And he says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God's presence is so here this morning, so here this morning, and I just, my wife will just tell you, I had a message preach, prepared to preach on God's fulfillment of his promises, but I feel like uh, today, God also wants us to know there's a word for the season. And the word is recognize that God wants the church again. Recognize means you've seen something before, but you see it again. It's a cognitive thing. And he wants us again to recognize who Jesus really is. The Bible says when Jesus came in Mark 6.50, 3, when Jesus came to a village, the people recognized him, and as many as touched him were made whole. So, so many people today think Jesus is, you know, some kind of way who just teaches us to tolerate everything, or he just wants us this warm, fuzzy love thing. But he is the Savior. He came to forgive us, to heal us, to restore us, and to make you whole. Didn't come to condemn you, but to make you whole. And I believe God is saying you need to recognize him again. And then you need to recognize who you are in him. Who you really are in and through him. I believe there's going to be people waking up this year. Waking up, waking up, recognizing the real Jesus again. Amen. Michelle, you're going to read my message. The scripture. If you'd like to turn to the Gospel of Luke, and I'm reading from chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. But with God nothing will be impossible. Amen. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. Good Lord and Father, I ask today that you will perform this word and perfect this word in our hearts, that you may change us, transform us, because there is power, unlimited power in this word when it is received in a believing heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I, to, to, to start the year, I, I particularly want to speak, and I felt to speak uh, to encourage people today who, and I read this passage because Mary was, in this passage, Mary was impregnated and carrying something of God in her. And I want to speak to people today who are carrying something of the Holy Spirit in them. We all should be carrying a promise of God. We all should be carrying a kingdom vision because God wants to birth those kingdom visions as he birthed Jesus Christ. So I want to speak to people today who have been carrying something because I believe this is a season, this is a season where Elizabeth said to Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things that you carried. And I believe there is a season God is bringing us into of fulfillment of the things we've been carrying. Maybe you've been carrying things for a long time. And uh, this, this Mary is, so she's, an angel comes to Mary, Gabriel, and says, Rejoice, highly favor one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And she saw him and she was troubled. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, called the son of the highest. He will reign over the house of his father Jacob. Mary said, how can this be that I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So this angel comes to Mary and she conceives supernaturally this baby. And, the, and she says, how will it be? And what she's conceiving 
is not human. We know that. It's completely conceived by the power of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. So the baby is a result of God's power working through an individual to bring God's divine purpose to earth. And God still wants to work through individuals, because he's a God of partnership, to bring about his divine purpose from heaven to earth. That's what he wants to do. And he wants, he's looking for people who to birth things through and to bring things through. And so I, I want to talk to you. How, would you, how does somebody get pregnant with the promise of God? How does somebody get used by God? How does somebody become a vessel for God's bringing his divine purpose on earth? How would you be a candidate for that? Because I believe God doesn't want us to just live mundane religious lives. God is looking for people to bring his purposes through. And so he finds this girl, Mary, and he says to her, you have been chosen, you're highly favored and you're blessed and you are going to carry God's son. You are going to be the vessel that births God's son. And, and I want to tell you something about this, this whole passage. What Mary is, becomes pregnant with, the divine plan, is instigated completely from heaven. So if you're carrying something from God, it's not something that you know, you've decided that you want God to bless your plans. This thing was a sovereign initiation of God. And when you're carrying something of God, it has been initiated by God. She's just minding her own business. And the angel turned up and revealed to her how God was going to use her and what she'd been chosen for. And then when she... Uh, when she receives the angel, it says, the angel says, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled that he's saying, Considered what manner of greeting is this? So it, it, this, this encounter, what Mary carried, was instigated from heaven, and it, it began with seeing something. She saw this angel. And we don't see angels today, but when you carry something from God, God will allow you to see in the Spirit what He wants to do through you. So important that we see why we've been called, why we've been chosen, why we've been saved, why we've been washed in the blood. God wants to show you your exact shape and how He wants to use you as part of His divine plan. And He'll show it to you. You will actually see it in the spirit. If you're a person of prayer, if you seek him, he'll convey his, his desire for you. But when God speaks that to you and shows it to you, it's, it's very interesting. When he showed Mary how she was going to be used, it says, immediately she was afraid. She was troubled because... And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. 
And the reason she's troubled is because when God like, gives you a plan, where God says he wants to use you, oftentimes his plan is exceedingly abundantly about what the human mind would comprehend. We think this way, God thinks that. His ways are not our ways. And normally his plan is much greater than you can conceive because God has no small plans and that often produces a fear in the human heart. You know, God may have people here, he may want to use you to teach, but he wants to teach, he wants to use you way beyond what you think teaching would be. Maybe you're a chaplain, he wants to, he wants to use you in a way which is, which is always exceedingly abundantly about how we can imagine. And when we, when we see the scope of God's plan, it often produces a fear, a terror. But when we receive what God says, often also it's not easy to comprehend with the human mind. Mary was told she's a virgin. You are going to, be, you're going to birth a child. And it was impossible. So it was extraordinary and it was impossible what God was showing her. God's promises are often they often appear impossible, even the simplest pro promises. Maybe God has a promise in his word to heal your marriage, to restore your family. He gives you a promise and maybe he tells you how he's going to use you in that. But those promises can often seem so unlikely and so extraordinary and almost impossible that when God actually calls us and gives us a promise and chooses to use us, the vision, the word, the promise must be received into a believing heart. It must be received to be used by God. We simply must have a childlike believing heart. That's the most important thing with God. There are so many people who are so full of ideas that they disqualify themselves from being used. Like very similar person in the scriptures who received a promise was Zechariah in the, in the previous chapter. And he received a very, very similar promise to Mary. He's, he was given the promise that his wife Elizabeth would also conceive. She was barren. She would conceive supernaturally and she would give birth to the man we know as John the Baptist. So both received the promise, and it says both of them were troubled. Both Mary and John, when they received this visitation, given a promise, they were both troubled. They were both told what they were going to conceive was great because God doesn't birth ordinary plans. And he says, the angel said, I'm going to, do so, I'm going to conceive something great in you. Any kingdom plan, any kingdom vision is great before God. doesn't matter what man thinks, it is great. Both were told the name of the coming child. But John the Baptist, sorry, Zechariah, when he was told of God's great plan to impregnate his barren wife, he said to the angel, how shall I know this? And he received the promise of God with skepticism, with unbelief, 
because in his rational mind, what God was saying to him was not reasonable. And many people cannot receive God's plan because God is not reasonable. God is not irrational, but he's supra-rational. He operates above the level of the human intellect. And John the Baptist, sorry, Zechariah is basically saying when he says, how shall I know this? He's actually being visited by an angel who's left the throne of heaven, who's come to visit him, given a promise. And John's words were, Zechariah's words were basically saying, uh, even in the midst of the angel, um, how shall, he's actually asking for another sign. When he says, how shall I know? He's actually asking God, the angel, for another sign. And so the angel strikes him mute and says, you're standing in the midst of a divine plan and you don't recognize it. On the, on the other hand, Mary, it says, she says, even though she, she can't comprehend it, she says, let it be to me according to your word. And later on, when Mary visits Elizabeth, her cousin, she says, Elizabeth sings this song and she says, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of those things that were told from the Lord. So when God comes and gives you a promise, it's really important that you don't try to understand it, you don't try to comprehend it, but when you know God is speaking a promise into your heart, you simply yield to it and, and you say, well, what was the difference between Zechariah and, and Mary? Mary was told by the angel, for God, nothing will be impossible. That's what you need to know, is when God gives you a promise, you, you have to settle the how shall it be? Because I'll tell you, when God is about to perform and fulfill the promise, it won't have anything to do with man. It won't have any, you won't need any connection with some big man or some big human thing. It won't be, it'll be performed purely by the power of the Holy Spirit. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and perform this promise. And things may be impossible with man, but with God, nothing is impossible. So you must believe you don't need any human resources. You don't need the right connections. What God has promised you, the Holy Spirit will come upon at the right time. And in the power of God, he will just make it happen. So many people's minds and their thinking get in the way of being able to receive promises of God. And as soon as Mary received her promise from God, she not only believed God had the power, but she believed it would be fulfilled. She didn't know when, and you don't know when, and I don't know when, but she believed that God was both author and finisher, that what he, be, what he promised, he would begin and he would complete it. And some of us, we've been in a place where you can carry a promise of God for so long, and you, and you can start to wonder how, when. All you need to know is with God, nothing is impossible. 
and he's always on time. There is a time between promise and fulfillment where God is actually working on your character, where he's getting you ready to carry the thing that he's promised you. But, so she receives a promise, and she doesn't understand this promise. She doesn't understand what, how this is all going to work. She doesn't understand how a virgin is going to conceive. She doesn't, this has never happened before. But what is incredible about what is wonderful about Mary, she receives it and she says, I don't understand it, but with God, nothing's impossible. I'm just going to believe it. And then the, the angel gives her instruction and says, Rejoice. And then she goes to her, straight after that, she goes to her cousin Elizabeth's and it says, Mary said, My soul magnified the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced. In God, my Savior. When God gives you a promise, you don't even have to understand it. But what you should do is you should start praising God. You should start worshiping God like Mary did, that you've simply been chosen by God. And we've all been chosen by God. We should be praising Him and worshiping all the time. But particularly when God gives you that rima word, when God speaks into your heart, any sort of promise, the way it is received must be received into a believing thankful, worshipping, praising heart. There are so many people in the scriptures that, that, that God is drawn towards because of their praise. And that's why she, she, she doesn't know how this is going to work. And she has, she's not conceiving yet. She's got months, not even showing yet. She just received this promise from God, this visitation of the age, and she immediately starts praising God before Anything's happened at all. And that's why Isaiah 54 is so important and so powerful. It speaks about someone who needs a miracle. It says, Sing, O barren woman. You who have not born, break into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And you shall expand to the right and to the left. God is giving a barren woman a promise that she's about to explode and she's about to expand. She's going to become more fruitful than a woman who gives birth naturally. And the first thing she's told to do is to praise. God says to her, Sing, O barren woman. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. There is so much power in the shout of faith. There is so much power when you don't know how something's going to happen. God's given you a promise. Sometimes that's all you've got. And, that, and you, can, you can be attacked in all sorts of things, but you can shout and you can sing in the face of devil and God will bring it to pass. But God loves confidence like that. God loves people who are willing to praise him. Not after it's happened, but before it's happened. And some of us need a real good kick in the pants. We mope, mope around so, so long when things don't happen. But sometimes all you're carrying is a, pr a promise, but it's very, very powerful in those times to praise him. And just remember, as many people in the scriptures that God's brought from Hannah, many others, from barrenness to blessing. Many of the great deliverers in the scriptures, I can think of five, were born from barren wombs. So if you feel barren, all you've got is a promise. Remember, God has brought 
blessing from barrenness many, many times to many other people. So she starts praising him before the promise comes. And it's really important that what happens next. The soon as she, she receives this vis- visitation, but she says, Behold, let it be according to your word, the angel department that says, Now Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leapt in the womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice. She said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So she gets this vision. It's impossible to understand. She she just yields to it. She believes it. She knows it's God. That's all she knows. She's got nothing but God to hang on to. It's impossible, but she's believing God. Some people here are carrying the similar sort of promise from God. It could be, as I said before, it could be about God may, have, God may have spoken to you about a healing. He may have spoken to you about something he's going to do with your family. You know it was a rima word. God spoke. may not have been the, the angel, but the Holy Spirit spoke, maybe from the Scriptures or someone else, and he has spoken it to you. And, and it may seem hard. It may seem difficult. But it's very important to realize when you are pregnant with a promise, the first thing Mary did was she went to her sister, her cousin Elizabeth. Why? Because Elizabeth has been supernaturally impregnated with John the Baptist. And she's carrying the same kingdom vision as Mary is carrying. And when you're carrying kingdom vision, it's very important that you get around people who are carrying the same thing. If you get around people who don't get you, who don't get what God's doing in and through you, who don't understand your calling, who don't understand your promise, very easy to abort what you're carrying. I've known a lot of people who abort what they're carrying because they run with the wrong crowd. They run with flaky people. But you've got to get, for three months, she stayed with someone who was going to speak life, who was going to speak in agreement, who was going to speak in agreement with what was in her, who was going to encourage her. Because when you're around people like that, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And when she came out of Elizabeth's house, her faith was strong and she could walk into receiving what God had promised. Be careful who you join yourself to. In fact, the most important thing about your life is who you join to. Because when you're carrying something, it's very, very important who you're around. So God wants us to know she has this promise from God. With God, nothing will be impossible. And he's going to do this through Mary. We've been given a similar promise that I can do whatever God asks me. Whatever God asks of me, I believe he will give me strength to do it. Because the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can birth and I can produce all things through God who strengthens me. Doesn't matter if it seems impossible 
whatever God calls me to do, however hard it may look, whatever he asks of me, I believe he will give me strength to perform what he has promised. Now, when God gives you a promise, as I said earlier, there is an appointed time for that promise. Your promise doesn't just get fulfilled when you want it to get fulfilled. The Bible says in Galatians 4, in regard to what Mary is carrying, the promise she was given from the angel, it says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. In the fullness of time, there is a time when the promise is given, and there's a time when the promise is fulfilled. This is what the Bible calls the appointed time. Psalm 102 says this. It says, God will have favor on Zion. And it says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. There's a time for your promise. There's a time for your promise to be performed. Joseph carried a promise. He carried a dream. But he spent years in a prison until the appointed time. And the appointed time came. The day he, of, of God's appointed time came. You can't stop it. Because when the appointed time came for Joseph, he was in a prison. But that afternoon, he was a prime minister. Because what God promised cannot be stopped. When the appointed times happens, it happens. God performs his word. And so there was an appointed time for Jesus to come forth. And, and I feel like I want to say to people today, um, once you carry a promise, you've been impregnated with something from the Holy Spirit, there's a process at the appointed time in bringing your promise to pass. And as I said, as I started this message, I believe there are many people here that God has promised you something and maybe you've been in God's school of development for many years school of preparation because God is very very thorough in how he prepares us but I believe there are many people here who <clears throat> are in the process this year of seeing what God promised come to pass I believe God gave me the word from Psalm 66 this would be a year of rich fulfillment not just Feeling fulfilled, not about having a life of ease, but rich fulfillment is when God fulfills the things that he's promised you. And I believe that's what 2023, many people are going to see what God promised come to pass. There's a birthing process. Now, when they had to give birth, thought they were carrying. It's interesting. Caesar decided to take a census and tax the whole world. Caesar didn't need any more money, but what needed to happen is that Mary and Joseph needed to be moved from Galilee down to Bethlehem. And God, will, when it's your time, God will move heaven and earth to get you where you're supposed to be. He will make amazing things happen to get you to move. But here's what happened. How do you get in the right place? Because there's not only a right time, there is a right place. I had to move from Sydney to Gosford. I didn't really want to at the time for God's calling to be fulfilled in my life. 
And then later God said to me really clearly, he said, I've made you a prophet to nations. Now I have to travel the nations and I don't really like traveling, but I have to move in order to fulfill what God's promised in my life. There has to be a movement. Abraham had to move from Ur to Jerusalem. Many people in the scriptures have had to move to get into the place where God wants us to be so that he can perform what he has promised. And when they have to move, it's interesting, they have to travel. They have to travel to be registered and to be taxed. So they have to travel to be taxed. Taxed. Being taxed is a, it's a metaphor for trials and tribulations. So they had to move and be taxed. When God's time comes, you not only have to move, but you have to move and be willing for trials and tribulations. It's part of the deal. But when you get to that place where you're willing to move and be taxed, you're willing to move and be tried, you're willing to move and be persecuted, you're willing to completely surrender to the whole plan of God, no strings attached, then you'll get to the right place. When they were willing to be taxed and moved, they came to the right place. See, some people want to, be served, want to, they want to serve God. They, they want God's promise to be birthed, but they want it to be all in the flow of ease. They want it to be, they want a kingdom, they want their kingdom vision, but they want it without trouble. I tell you, that you'll never have it without trouble. And in, and in fact, when God's about to birth it, all hell's going to come against your vision. All hell, when just at the birthing time, when Jesus was about to come forth into his ministry, he spent weeks in the wilderness fighting the devil. But they, it's a prophetic thing here, they moved knowing they were going to be taxed, knowing they were going to be tried, knowing there were tribulations coming, knowing there was a cost to this, knowing they were going to have to pay a cost. But when they moved according to the plan of God, willing to pay any cost, they got to the right place. That's how vision is birthed. And they had to come from Galilee. Galilee is a place. It actually, it actually means circuit kind of routine. And they had to leave that place of Galilee. It's like there'll come a time where maybe your religious life is routine. It's just become a circuit. Same old, same old. They had to move from that place to Bethlehem, which is in Judah. And Judah means praise. So we've got to move out of that place of routine. And they had to move into the place of Judah. And when they got to Judah, they were rejected at the inn. But they still praise God. And when God brings you into that place where he's prepared you, you know you're ready because it doesn't matter what happens in your life, you're now going to praise God.
whether they love you, whether they applaud you, whether they reject you, whether you hate you, you're going to really praise him in all things. And when we get to that place, that's where the vision is birthed. And I believe God has brought many people into that place. He's been growing you. He's been evolving you. He's been developing you. He's been chastening you like a son. He's been shaping you. He's been preparing you. And now you're finally prepared. Even if you are taxed, even if you are got to pay a cost, persecution, whatever it is, you're willing to keep walking with him. You're willing to keep following him. No matter what happens, even if they reject you, even if they hate you, you're going to keep praising him because he's all that matters. Serving him, birthing what he's put in you, now that's all that counts. It's above your comfort. It's above your feelings. It's above other people's opinions. You're just saying, I've been carrying this thing for years. I know God's been doing work in me for years. And now it must come forth. I must birth it. i got to do this thing before I die. And if it requires trouble, persecution, if there's a cost to pay, I'll happily pay it. I'm not going to moan anymore. I'll praise him because I've been chosen, because I've been called, because I recognize what really matters. In all seasons, I'll praise him. That is the place where visions are birthed. That's the place where kingdom callings are birthed. And I believe, Mary believed, Elizabeth said, Mary believed there will be a fulfillment of the things she'd been promised. Psalm 66 says this, And this is the word. This is kind of the prophetic word I have. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver. I'm reading verse 10. Is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. And I believe That's the word for this year. God is going to fulfill those things that he promised you. And he's not only going to fulfill them, he's going to fill them richly, exceedingly abundantly. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I know there are many people. This word is alive to you because you know you've been waiting for that. You know know this is your time. It's a time of rich fulfillment. You know the only thing this passage warns about Anything that will stop God fulfilling that promise. Goes on to say in verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. God makes promises. He doesn't visit with angels very often, but he does visit us. 
and he is still wanting to bring divine purpose, divine heavenly purpose through people. And he still makes promises, gives callings. Might have called you to be a chaplain, might have called you to be, I don't know, teacher. May have called you to love orphans. May have called you to do so many things. God can call us to do seemingly great things. He can call us to do seemingly mundane things. But all of them are great before him. All of them are significant before him. And I believe today God has said this is a season of fulfillment. Maybe you've never actually had God speak to you anything. Maybe God's never quickened a promise to you. Maybe he's, you don't really carry anything in your heart that God's promised you and you're waiting for it to, to manifest. If that's so, you just ask God. If you seek him, if you seek his face, he will speak to you because he wants to use everyone who's available. And he'll actually impregnate you with a promise. And it makes all the difference to your walk. But if you, if you are carrying that promise today, I want you to praise God like Mary did, simply because he has chosen you. You need to praise him. It's such an honor to be chosen by God, chosen to serve his son Jesus Christ, to be used in the ministry to bring about God's kingdom purposes. You need to, ch you know, <clears throat> got to praise God. And, and you know, Mary had, didn't have the promise. Let me just say this. She didn't have the promise yet. She just had the, she didn't have the realization and fulfillment. She just had the promise. But, but she started to praise God like that barren woman. And if you when, you, when God gives you a promise, if you start praising God like you've got it, before you've got it, God will give it to you. <laughs> you start praising God like you've got it. Before you've got it, God will give it to you. Sing, O oh barren woman. Get ready, because God's about to do his work. So I want us today, just to finish, to say, I believe we need to get ready to move into all the things and get ready to receive all the things God has promised us because he is a God who never lies. The exact right time, at the appointed time, he fulfills what he has promised. This is a year of kingdom fulfillment. This is a year where you will walk and see what God has said to you. This is a year when many will testify. There was no human way this was going to happen, but God made it happen. This is a year when many people will say, with men it was impossible, but God, all things are possible, and he made it happen. Many people will say, I don't know even how it happened, but the Holy Spirit came into my circumstances, and his power made it happen. Many people will testify, I didn't need any man to help me. It was just God who performed his word. And some people today, you even know God's shifting you. God's moving you. He's getting you ready 
Getting you ready. Some people are shifting geographically, but some people are just shifting in the spirit because God is getting you ready. He's bought you for a time such as this. And I want to just say, get excited, church. Frustration doesn't remain forever. This is a season where you are going to walk in what God called you for. In God, what God showed you he was going to do. So I don't want to preach anymore. I do want us to stand up and start praising God. And I want, to, I want you to know, I'm not just, just preaching. This is I spent all week asking God what you want me to preach for 2023. And God kept saying, fulfillment. <clears throat> I am going to fulfill for many people. Many people. Maybe you've been... <clears throat> Carrying a promise for that child. Start praising God because that child's going to be set free. Maybe it's something uh, in your marriage. You've been having problems for years and God's been giving you a promise. He's going to heal it. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a besetting sin you're not being able to overcome. But God is going to give you the power to overcome and to walk in white from here. Some of us, all we want, we're not after anything. We just want to walk as Jesus walked. This is the year God is going to fulfill that plan for you. You're going to walk in all of his love and his purity and also his power. Start praising God because he is faithful to perform what he's promised. If you're someone that's like, you, you, maybe you've been convicted today that God did speak to you, but you've lost that vision that maybe you tried to think about it too much. And it's, it's gone. God wants to revive it. Maybe you ran with the wrong crowd and they just were religious and said, don't expect anything from God. Don't expect Him to do anything. And it stole your vision. God wants to use you again. Whoever that is. He wants to impregnate you with a calling, with a ministry, with a service. He wants to do it again. If you come forward today, no one's going to pray for you. Just come forward and say to God, deliver me from unbelief. Touch my heart again. He will do it. If not, start praising God, getting excited, because you will walk into all the things God showed you. I believe it will begin this year. that is to possess in our promises when Joshua would given the promise God said to Joshua and the people I'm giving you the promised land Canaan's yours go in and possess it there came a time in the very start of the book of Judges where Joshua's Joshua died and it says after the death of Joshua it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord saying who shall be first to go up for us against the Canaanites to fight against them so this this was partial fulfillment for the promise that God had given them God said, Judah shall go up. Indeed, I have delivered the land into his hand. Judah means praise. God was saying praise goes first before the battle into the enemy. Praise goes first and you'll possess your possession. I'll give that land into your hand. I'll give you that promise. Praise is going first. So let's praise him, church.